et doux de nos premiers rendez-vous sur les quais du vieux Paris le long de la Seine le bonheur sourire sur les quais du vieux Paris l'amour se promène en cherchant un nid Bouquiniste, belle fleuriste, comme on vous aime, vivant poème sur les quais du vieux Paris, de l'amour bohème, c'est le paradis. Les vieux ponts nous connaissent, témoins des folles promesses. Au fil de l'eau, leur écho va Bonsoir, mesdames et messieurs. You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show, coming up with Gavin Walker. Thank you. 
Once again, we'd like to welcome you to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we're here until sometimes well after midnight with The Jazz Show. And we have a, a rather special feature this evening. We have all kinds of uh, great stuff to play for you. But the feature is what we kick the show off with. And it's the most interesting album that uh, we're going to present this evening with a couple of very um, intriguing artists. On this album, they're making their recording debut. And they had never been in a recording studio before. And this album was done for Columbia Records by a gentleman the leader, and uh, the flutist or flautist um, on the date, Jeremy Steig. And on piano, accompanying Mr. Steig, is a gentleman who became one of the better-known professors of psychiatry and (laughs) well-known psychiatrists in the San Francisco Bay Area, but also performed and is still performing to this day, Dr. Denny Zeitlin. And these two gentlemen, Mr. Steig and Dr. Zeitlin, um, are making their recording debuts on this album. The album was called Flute Fever. But a little background on this. This is very interesting. I, uh, this was many years ago, and uh, one of my favorite people and one of my favorite record stores was on the 900 block of Robson Street. And on the south side of the street, in that little block, there's uh, big buildings there now and all kinds of stuff, but uh, it was called the Record Gallery, and it was run by a very, very close friend of mine by the name of Fraser Nicholson, whose nickname, of course, was Nick. And I had just returned from a a long stay uh, in San Francisco, and I was back in Vancouver, and I strolled into the record gallery and greeted Nick, and he said, Hey, Gavin, sit down. I, sit down right now and, and, and put on the headphones. Back in the day, um, the record gallery had, uh, it was kind of set up almost like a bar, and you could sit, and Nick would, uh, you'd pick records out that you wanted to audition, and he would put them on, and you'd listen to them on the headphones. And um, it was a very interesting concept because you could audition the records before you wanted to buy them or, or reject them, as the case may be. Anyway, he, he, was, he was pretty enthusiastic. He said, this thing just came in today. And uh, he showed me the cover, and I said, I said, well, who's that? I've never heard of these guys before. He said, you wait, you wait. Uh, just sit down, put the phones on. I'm going to put this on for you. This is just going to blow your head off. And so I, I thought, well, okay. And Because and, Nick, um, if, uh, he, he passed away a number of years ago. But if, if Nick was anything, he was very cool. Usually he never got excited about anything. He'd been around the world several times and uh, was a, a, a man of incredible experience and sophistication. And you, you really couldn't get him excited about very much. And, uh, but he was jumping up and down as he put this thing on. And uh, 
when I heard the first few notes on this, I was completely blown away. I, I, I thought, I've never heard any a flute. I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of Yusef Latif, and I was a big fan of Rassan Roland Kirk after hearing him in person a couple of times, and of course I had a lot of his records. And uh, both Latif and Roland Kirk um, hummed into the flute um, and had and developed uh, a, a concept um, partially based on that ability. And uh, also, I enjoyed the. Uh, I think I believe he was the first person uh, to to uh, start this in jazz flute playing. Was a gentleman named Sam Most, and uh, he was one of the first to hum and blow into the flute and get that sort of double sound that you get when you do that. And uh, now it's become fairly common. But Jeremy Steig, wow, he was using that technique and more on, on, on the flute. And it sounded like he was laughing and uh, uh, crying and, and uh, uh, all the emotions at the same time. All through the, I'd never heard the flute played quite the way Jeremy Steig played it. And I was blown away by the record. I listened to one side of the album, and uh, I was totally exhausted. And I said to Nick, uh, and he was grinning the whole time he was watching my reaction. <laughs> and and uh, finally, uh, uh, I said, I, I've got to have this album, man. And, and um, he said, uh, okay. Sure enough, I've ordered several copies because I know it's going to sell. And uh, I said, but there's only one problem. I said, I'm stone broke. I just got back from San Francisco. And I said, I really don't have any money. I can't. He said, just relax. Take the record home. Pay me when you can. There's no problem. We're friends. So that I remember very well. And, of course, uh, I eventually did pay him for the album. And uh, Nick and I were remained friends and, uh, until his passing. But that was my reaction. I couldn't believe my ears what I heard on this album. Now, Jeremy Steig is a very interesting person. There's a lot of information about his life and so on on the Internet. He's still alive. He was born in New York City September 23rd, 1942. And he now lives in Japan, and he's semi-active. Um, his dad was the famous cartoonist who wrote, uh, who did cartoons for the New Yorker and tons of magazines. William Steig, very, very well known, and his uh, Jeremy's um, aunt was the very famous anthropologist and author Margaret Mead, and his uncle was the great Jewish humorist, Leo Rostin. So Jeremy came from a, a quite an interesting pedigree. Uh, the interesting thing about his musical development is that he's totally, he was totally self-taught. He picked up the flute and uh, started working from uh, exercise books and, and basically taught himself uh, how to play and achieved a certain level of conf competence. But unfortunately... At age 19, um, he had a motorcycle, and he had this terrible accident in, on the motorcycle, and uh, it left him and his face and, and his side partially paralyzed. He was determined, determined to continue to play the flute, uh, 
and he built out of leather a support system that he could sort of tie on his face and play the flute and it supported the the paralyzed somehow supported the paralyzed muscles and he he learned how to play the flute all over again with this thing with this device that he built by himself and um developed this very unique concept on the flute so he he went on to of course from this album he went on to record more and uh Actually, um, in the mid-60s, uh, he formed a, um, a very well-known jazz rock band called Jeremy and the Satters, and uh, that was a, an interesting band, and that had a brief uh, moment of fame and stuff like that. But Jer- Jeremy had a pretty good career, and eventually he went over to Japan, as I said, where he lives in semi-retirement now, and uh, still plays occasionally. Um, very, very interesting man. Dr. Denny Zeitlin, of course, was just uh, a brilliant, brilliant person uh, who eventually had two careers, one being a great pianist, and he was one of the most in-demand jazz artists um, at several points in his career, um, and also became a very much an in-demand um, psychiatrist. And he taught at San Francisco State um, he was a professor of psychiatry there, and uh, he is still active in both fields to this day. Denny Zeitlin is still alive. He was born in Chicago, April 10th, today, 1938, or April 10th was yesterday. So uh, he was happy birthday to uh, Dr. Denny, and uh, he is still very much with us and very active as well. So Jeremy Steig and Denny Zeitlin were, are, as I said, making their recording debuts. They'd never been in a recording studio before. This album was done for Columbia Records, which was the biggest record label uh, in its day. And um, it was uh, uh, an amazing document. The, the album is called Flute Fever and uh, had very interesting cover. As a matter of fact, um, um, Jeremy uh, um, did the, um, he, he also painted, and, and he did the, uh, the cover on, on this album as well. In the rhythm section, uh, accompanying um, Jeremy and, um, and Zeitlin, Ben Tucker on bass, and he was a very well-known uh, bassist, worked with Herbie Mann, worked with all kinds of people, Kenny Burrell, Grant Green, Art Pepper, all kinds of people. Ben Tucker was one of the better bass players of his day and had a good, long life as well. Great bass player. Uh, he wrote a famous tune called Coming Home, Baby. That was uh, He made a lot of money out of that tune. Herbie Mann uh, recorded that one, and so did many other people. And uh, so Ben Tucker was very well known. He's the bass player on this album. And on drums was Thelonious Monk's drummer uh, at the time, Ben Riley. And, of course, Ben uh, had a very long and illustrious career as well. Ben is still alive and plays occasionally. And um, the, Mr. Tucker and Mr. Riley really provide a, a, a beautiful background for these two um, young musicians making their recording debut. So there are seven pieces on this album, seven tunes. They're all well-known, uh, a mixture of standard tunes and uh, famous jazz standards as well. So the people involved here, Jeremy Steig on flute, 
Denny Zeitlin on piano, Ben Tucker on bass, and Ben Riley on drums. And all of this was recorded in New York City in 1963. We open with an amazing version of Sonny Rollins' great tune, Olio. Then we move to a, a slower ballad, one of the most famous uh, ballads that Billie Holiday put on the map, and it was written by a gentleman named Ram Ramirez. The tune is Lover Man. Then we go to a great standard written by Cole Porter, which is known by all jazz musicians. What is this thing called love? Then we move to a Miles Davis composition, very well-known composition, So What? And that's from the famous uh, Kind of Blue album. And then we go to a Thelonious Monk composition, another one of his most famous compositions, Well, You Needn't. Then we go to a great, um, again, a blues ballad written by a lady named Anne Ronell, and the tune, Willow Weep for Me. And the final tune is a blues written by Sonny Rollins called Blue Seven. So that's the program on, that's the album. That's what we're going to hear. And it's, as I said, the debut of flutist Jeremy Steig and pianist Denny Zeitlin. Flute Fever. Look out.
Thank you. 
Our jazz feature this evening, the unique and very individual sounds of flutist Jeremy Steig, along with Denny Zeitlin at the piano, both making their recording debuts on this 1963 Columbia album called Flute Fever, and it constitutes one of the most amazing debuts in the history of jazz music. And um, this recording, of course, has been uh, sadly forgotten over the years, and uh, I hope that uh, it kind of comes back to life um, this evening as uh, um, it's quite an amazing uh, performance by these two gentlemen who had never been in a recording studio before, and they were backed up very ably by the very well-known bassist Ben Tucker, and Thelonious Monk's drummer of the time, Ben Riley. And um, this, this uh, amazing uh, album is uh, um, actually quite hard to find. And there has been a reissue uh, of this album, so you can probably find it on uh, Amazon or one of those um, uh, great uh, websites where you can purchase stuff. Um, it has been reissued, and uh, there's actually some, uh, there's an extra tune, or an extra alternate take of one of the tunes on there, and um, apparently they've uh, uh, been able to go back to the um, original master tapes and uh, do a very, very good job um, of that album and the sound on that album, which on the original recording is quite good, and this is what we have just listened to uh, on, the, on the show. The uh, tunes, we began with Sonny Rollins' Olio. And Jeremy Steig, on, uh, I remember reading an interview with him done several years after this album was done, and, and he was asked how he felt about this record, and he says, you know, the best track on this, on that album, was Olio, and we hadn't even planned to record it. He's, I just suddenly called it, and we, and we were going to jam on it to sort of warm up. And he said, as far as I'm concerned, that's the best tune on the album. That was his estimation. Uh, anyway, that tune opened the album, Olio by Sonny Rollins. The second tune was Lover Man, a great ballad written by Ram Ramirez and, of course, made famous by Billie Holiday. And that was tune number two. Tune number three was uh, the great Cole Porter tune that all jazz musicians play and do variations on the tune is what is this thing called love and then we move to uh, miles davis's uh, great tune so what as tune number four then a thelonious monk composition one of his better known compositions well you needn't tune number five and tune number six was the wonderful ballad by Anne ronnell willow weep for me and the final tune was um quite restrained can, compared to the rest of the album, uh, was uh, a thoughtful exploration of uh, Sonny Rollins' blues called Blue Seven. Jeremy Steig, along with Denny Zeitlin on piano, Ben Tucker on bass, and Ben Riley on drums. Uh, a most interesting um, album, and part of our... Uh, aim for this month. We did it last month and we continued it to this month. Um, albums or artists that sort of operate under the radar. And uh, we're going to continue that for the rest of the uh, rest of the month. 
Uh, we have two more Mondays to go, and uh, we have some uh, uh, two very interesting musicians to uh, present on, on our jazz feature. But you'll have to join us to hear that. So there you go. Or read the Discorder, because uh, it tells you in uh, CITR magazine what the features are going to be. Anyway, um, that was uh, our jazz feature, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the unique sounds of Jeremy Steig. Very interesting man. He is still alive. Uh, He was born in 1942 in New York. He lives in Japan to this day, and he's semi-active, teaches and and plays. And Denny Zeitlin, of course, uh, Dr. Denny Zeitlin is uh, is still very much with us, very active, uh, playing gigs all over the Bay Area and uh, still practicing uh, psychiatry. Uh, He's retired from teaching, which he did for many years at San Francisco State, professor of psychiatry, but uh, his private practice is still happening. And uh, this this man with an incredible double career is an amazing piano player to this day. So um, it's really nice that both of these gentlemen are still with us. We're going to play some music that involves uh, the great Linton Garner and uh, Stuart Lowesby, one of my favorite uh, resident tenor saxophonists, and drummer Don Fraser, and a couple of bass players. And we'll tell you more about that uh, in a few moments. Um, This is from an album that uh, Don Fraser uh, produced um, in honor of Linton Garner. And uh, we played some of the tunes last week. Well, we're going to repeat uh, one of them this week and play you one that we didn't play last week, and I can tell you where you can purchase this album. So we'll tell you that in a very few moments, but uh, right now we'd like to remind you that you are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. We broadcast from the campus of the University of British Columbia, right out here on unceded Musqueam territory. And you are listening to The Jazz Show, and my name is Gavin Walker. And we'll be right back right after these messages. From time to time, people ask me, hey, hi, hey, how do you drop your body weight from 230 pounds to 175 pounds? Or, hey, man, I've been really stressed out lately. What can I do to decrease the stress level, blow off some steam, and keep a positive attitude? The answer is simple. Just run. Running is the reason I can lose 60 pounds, keep a positive mindset, meet new people, and be happy. This is not some cheesy advertisement. This is real-life testimony. Join the UBC Fun Run Club outside the Student Recreational Center on Mondays and Fridays at 4.30 p.m. and Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for group runs. For more information, make sure you visit runubc.com or connect with us on Facebook by searching UBC Fun Run Club. You can also spread the word by tweeting about us, hashtag runubc. A large man wearing green pants grabbed a woman by the hair and slammed her face into the glass window of a fire extinguisher case. He pulled her head back and hit her again, continuing to do so until the glass broke. The woman sustained deep cuts all over her face and eventually became unresponsive. The man then released his grip and she fell to the floor. This is a scene from an Emmy Award-winning cartoon. 
If we want violence against women to stop, shouldn't we stop treating it like a joke? Join the conversation at hashtag not okay. All right. Wise words. My good friend Don Fraser, of course, is uh, one of Vancouver's uh, finest drummers. Uh, he has been around for a long time, and he worked for about six years with pianist Linton Garner, of course, who lived in Vancouver for um, close to 15 years. And uh, Linton um, was well known for his uh, solo piano gig at the uh, Garden Lounge in the Four Seasons Hotel for many years. He worked at uh, uh, Rossini's down at uh, UN York, which was a, a jazz club and local watering hole. Uh, Linton worked there for many years and, of course, performed in various other um, establishments. One of the places where Linton worked with this particular trio um, that we're going to hear, or quartet, uh, was at the Three Greenhorns, and that was a club that was located um, down at uh, Comox and Denman in the West End. And it, that was a great club as well, and Linton performed for many years down there as, uh, as well. So he was all he was always busy, and of course he uh, he would play some gigs at the at the classical joint and uh, various other um, jazz outlets, and um, played at um, Corey Weed's Jazz Cellar out on West Broadway as well. Um, Linton, of course, was uh, one of the great honored um, citizens of Vancouver. A wonderful person, a living history of jazz music, and the older brother of pianist Errol Garner. They both came from the same family, and uh, Linton had his own uh, unique style um, on the piano. He, has re- he had recorded with everybody, Dizzy Gillespie, Fats Navarro, you name it, all kinds of uh, uh, names. Linton lived in Montreal for many years and then came out to Vancouver, and that's where he found his uh, Found his uh, last happiness was was out here, and of course, when he passed away a few years ago, um, was one of the biggest funerals um, that Vancouver has seen for a musician, because he was so well loved by everybody, and what a, a wonderful man, Linton Garner. So, Don, my friend Don Fraser uh, produced this album, which has been released on the Cellar Live label. Uh, thanks to Corey Weeds, and uh, it contains a whole bunch of things, including a, a lot of stuff from a memorial concert that Don was involved with, uh, Linton Garner, but also some great music by Linton Garner himself with his working group that he had uh, for many years at the Three Greenhorns, and of course uh, uh, Don. Fraser was a big part of, of, of that band, along with uh, tenor saxophonist Stu Lowsby and bassist Peter Trill. And uh, we're going to hear a couple of tunes from this album. I'd just like to tell you that uh, you can get this album if you go on to the Cellar Live website. But Don tells me that you can buy this album directly. Yeah, they, they still have record stores here. Uh, even though, you know, the big monster ones are, have gone, sad, sad to say. But we have good ones like Red Cat Records up on Main Street, High Life Records down on Commercial Drive. Both of those places you can buy this recording. And also a wonderful record store which has been there for so many years and somehow survived the whole 
crash of the recording industry, Sikora's classical records down on the 400 block West Hastings Street. And they have a great jazz selection down there. And if you go in there, you can buy the Linton Garner CD. It's called Thanks. And um, it's it's beautifully produced. And um, uh, the music is, is quite wonderful. So we're going to hear a couple of tunes uh, from this. Uh, last week, I played you this tune. Um, it features, uh, once again, Linton on piano, Linton Garner on piano, Stu Losby on tenor saxophone, Peter Trill on bass, and Don Fraser on drums. And we're going to hear a tune that Linton wrote for uh, Jimmy Kwan, who was his favorite bartender. He was the bartender at the Three Greenhorns. And uh, Linton Garner wrote this tune called Blues for Jimmy Q. And it features some soulful tenor saxophonist by my Scottish buddy, Stu Losby. And uh, the second tune we're going to hear is a Linton Gardner composition, a delightful thing called Won't You Come Dance With Me? And that features the same group from this album. So I uh, hope you enjoy these two tracks, the music of the great Linton Gardner.
two pieces of music from this uh, wonderful album called simply Linton Garner, Thanks. And uh, that's the way Linton would be. And uh, he always is amazing when you uh, uh, work with Linton. He always um, said thank you. And uh, he, was, he was really a true gentleman. Linton Garner on piano, those were two of his compositions. We heard uh, one that was done in the studio with um, bassist Peter Trill and, of course, drummer Don Fraser, um, tenor saxophonist Stu Losby, and Linton Gardner, of course, on piano. And that was the first tune called Blues for Jimmy Q. And then the second tune was called Won't You Come Dance With Me, a delightful piece of music by Mr. Gardner with uh, basically the same band except Russ Botton is the bassist, and that was uh, from a live recording, uh, a concert with uh, the Linton Garner Quartet. Won't you come dance with me? Anyway, th- as I mentioned before, this album is available. Uh, you can find it on the Seller Live website, or you can uh, check out Sakura's Records on Hastings Street. Uh, you can check out um, Red Cat Records up 28th and Main area, And uh, you can also find this record at High Life Records on Commercial Drive. So um, there you go. Or I should say more properly, CD, (laughs) not record. I don't know. Records are in now, you know, it's amazing. We're going to hear some Blue Mitchell and a wonderful trumpet player. This is from an early album. I've always liked this album. I've had it for many, many years. It's called uh, Out of the Blue. And it features Blue Mitchell with the wonderful Benny Golson on tenor saxophone and Wynton Kelly on piano. You can't go wrong with Wynton Kelly's piano playing. Beautiful. And Sam Jones on bass and Art Blakey on drums. And uh, I always like many people listen to Art Blakey and his jazz messengers, of course. Uh, Blakey always adjusted his playing. If he recorded with someone as a sideman, um, he always adjusted his playing to the sound of the band. So uh, it was very interesting. Um, you know, most people think of Blakey as, a, as a, uh, an assertive um, drummer with a very defined style, never changed. No, he, he was constantly in, in uh, changing depending on who he worked with. It. And uh, he had one sound that he, he played with when he was, of course, with his own band, but he adjusted to any other group uh, as a sideman. He's he's quite amazing. Anyway, uh, Blakey is on drums. We're going to hear two tunes uh, from this album, Out of the Blue. Um, The first tune is written by trumpeter Clark Terry, and it's called Boomerang. And the second tune is written by Blue Mitchell, and it's called Sweet Cakes. So enjoy these two tracks from Out of the Blue, Blue Mitchell. Thank you. 
couple of tunes from a wonderful early album by Blue Mitchell, recorded uh, the tail end of 1958, with the great Benny Golson on tenor saxophone, of course, who is still very much with us, Winton Kelly on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Art Blakey on drums, and of course, Blue Mitchell on trumpet. The first tune was written by fellow trumpeter Clark Terry and was called Boomerang, and the second tune that we heard was called Sweet Cakes, and that was written by Blue Mitchell, and both tunes, um, lovely album, and uh, it's one that I've owned for years and always enjoyed listening to, and um, I, I must admit, I hadn't listened to it in about 15 years, and just happened to take it off my shelf at home, um, kind of, you know, oh, I haven't heard this for a long time, no, I'll just put this on. It's fun to do that, uh, especially if you have a fairly large collection of records, and you know, or of CDs, you know that mo- a lot of them sit around, they're sitting there, but you haven't played them in years, and all of a sudden you you pull out one and that you initially enjoyed, otherwise it wouldn't be there, and then all of a sudden you relive the experience and say, hey, this is really good. That's amazing. Why didn't I play this sooner? <laughs> there you go. So that's it's kind of a nice feeling when uh, when that happens, especially if the music sounds fresh and new to you, if you've never heard it before, too. So I hope you enjoyed that one. And uh, we are going to continue in a few moments with some live music by the one and only Charles Mingus and his jazz workshop recorded at Birdland in 1962 and uh, features some great people. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker and um, Mr. Mingus, the one and only, is up next master of the acoustic bass, great composer, and uh, an amazing character in jazz music. This is a 1962 edition of his jazz workshop, and we're going to hear Richard Williams' notes on trumpet, and um, one of one of Mingus's favorite trumpet players, and a really assertive player. On tenor saxophone, Definitely Mingus's favorite tenor saxophonist. That's Booker Irvin, the legendary Booker Irvin on tenor saxophone, taken far too young. He was only 39 when he died in uh, 1970. And uh, sad to say, he uh, was born with uh, defective kidneys, and uh, they gave up on him. And 39 years old is awfully young to go. And a very good friend of mine who is still very much alive, lives in San Diego, is one of the most prominent, finest alto saxophone players in the world. And I say that without reservation. I'm talking Charles McPherson, and he is in great form on this album. Jackie Byard on piano, and of course, Mingus's right-hand man on drums, the late, great Danny Richmond. So this is basically a set recorded at Birdland. We're going to hear three tunes. First one is... A favorite of Mingus's, he always played this tune, and of course Mingus was a huge uh, Duke Ellington fan, 
And um, Ellington was, he considered Ellington his biggest influence. And um, we hear Mingus's version of, even though Ellington didn't actually write the tune, it was his sidekick, Billy Strayhorn, but the tune became Ellington's theme song. The tune is Take the A Train. The second tune is Mingus's most famous composition dedicated to the infamous governor of Arkansas, Orville Faubus, and it's The Fables of Faubus. And the final tune is Mingus's little theme song that he used to close the sets uh, during those years that he was playing at Birdland. It's a tune called Eat That Chicken. So this is basically uh, a set recorded at Birdland, March the 24th, 1962, the Charles Mingus Jazz Workshop. Thank you. 
Mr. Faubus from the uh, um, Columbia album, Mr. Faubus.
performance. We go right into the chicken pie. Everybody, a great big hand for Charlie Mingus. Workshop All-Stars here at Birdland, the jazz con the world. Just to remind you that you are listening to the Symphony Sid Show. We're never looking for the best in music. Always keep tuned to the swing spot on your dial. Ah, yes, the plummy tones of Symphony Sid. And, of course, we heard the Charles Mingus Jazz Workshop as they sounded on March 24th, 1962, at Birdland in New York City. And Mr. Mingus, the one and only, on bass. Richard Williams on trumpet. Charles MacPherson on alto saxophone. Booker Irvin on tenor saxophone. Jackie Byard on piano. And Danny Richmond on drums. And we heard basically a set. Take the A-Train was the first tune written by Billy Strayhorn and, of course, used for many years as Duke Ellington's theme song and uh, played Mingus style. And the second tune was, of course, uh, Mingus. You heard Mingus's voice in the background on the uh, break between the two tunes. They called it Mr. Faubus. Actually, it was Fables of Faubus his most famous composition. And the final tune was uh, the little theme song that Mingus was using uh, in those days, a thing called Eat That Chicken, Charles Mingus and the Jazz Workshop. And uh, reasonably well-recorded sound at, uh, at Birdland, and it was taken from a, a radio um, air shot. And uh, great to hear the Mingus Jazz Workshop. Mm-hmm. One of the giants of jazz music. We have uh, coming up a few messages for you, and we'll be right back. We're going to listen to some uh, early Dave Brubeck quartet, actually recorded at the, a uh, couple of tunes recorded at the Newport Jazz Festival in 1955 and uh, never before released. So uh, this is kind of uh, uh, a debut. So uh, stay with us, and we'll be back in a very few moments. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR, 101.9 on your FM dial. And, of course, we're on the computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and uh, be back shortly. Nothing goes together better than live music and a beer. Or two. Or five. Wait a minute. An estimated 886,000 Canadians aged 15 and older abused or were dependent on alcohol in 2012. One in seven Canadians aged 15 years and older experienced verbal, emotional, and physical abuse as a result of another person's drinking. Make sure a fun night out doesn't ruin everyone else's, or your own. If you see yourself or someone you know slightly off-key, help everyone out and step in. After all, you want to be able to remember the show tomorrow morning. Are you looking for a volunteer opportunity that fits your schedule? Being a big sister takes less time than you think, and you can choose the volunteer opportunity that fits your life. Spend just one hour a week as a study buddy, tutor, or two hours a week as a big sister. Check out the various mentoring programs at Big Sisters of BC Lower Mainland and find a volunteer position and a little sister that will suit you to a T. Visit bigsisters.bc.ca for more information today.
for a taste of the classics with a twist. Join me, Marguerite, with Classical Chaos Sunday mornings starting at 9, right here on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver, Canada. that you're going to hear about the weather and uh, the weather well uh is we had such a gorgeous few days it was uh, really great it felt like uh, summer had finally arrived and uh, it was very interesting because good old montreal and toronto got a big dump of snow and also in the adjoining uh, um, american um, states as well and we were basking in the sunshine, and people were getting their first suntans hmm, of the year. Anyhow, things have changed a little bit. Tonight is mainly cloudy with a 30% chance of a shower with a low of 10. Tomorrow will be periods of rain, low of 10, high of 13. Wednesday is cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower, low of 8, high of 12. And then Thursday, a mix of sun and cloud with a low of 5 and a high of 14. And then Friday, back to some showers, cloudy with a 70% chance of showers on Friday with a low of 9, high of 12. Saturday and Sunday, cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower and lows between 7 and 9 and highs be highs around 15. So uh, a little bit of a different outlook this week, but... Uh, the good weather will be back, I can assure you. I promise, just like the politicians promise. <laughs> right. Anyway, we'd just like to mention a couple of um, very prominent uh, websites, which are very important. One of them is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. And we're going to be hearing more announcements from them uh, next week about uh, some of the happenings at this year's Jazz Festival at, at various other venues like the Roundhouse Theater, Performance Works, uh, places like that. And um, there should be some very good news, uh, especially for jazz fans um, in those venues. So that's going to be um, happening uh, next week. And of course, you can find out everything right now if you get onto the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, which is coastaljazz.ca. Uh, you can order tickets. You can see the uh, music schedule at uh, Frankie's, uh, which is Vancouver's newest jazz club down in, uh, uh, on Beatty Street, and uh, so many other things. It's a very comprehensive website and a very good one to go to, and that's coastaljazz.ca. The other fine website is one put together by my good friend Brian Nation, and that is also a comprehensive jazz website, and that's VancouverJazz.com. So you've got CoastalJazz.ca, you've got VancouverJazz.com. And just one more brief thing, my good friend Ken Speller, 
fine music teacher, comes to your home and uh, will give you lessons on um, saxophone, flute, clarinet, and will advise you on how to purchase a good quality instrument if you don't have one already. And uh, he also is an expert repairman. And um, many professionals are taking their horns to a kin to uh, tweak or overhaul or do work on because saxophones, flutes, clarinets, all these instruments require uh, upkeep and maintenance, and uh, it's very important. Ken is also a very fine musician as well. Need I add that? And um, he can be reached at 778-800-1933. That's one way to get hold of him. Um, He's located in the 13th and Lonsdale area of North Vancouver. And uh, he can be reached via email at kspeller underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. That's kspeller, all one word, at underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. All right, back to music. And we're going to go back to the Newport Jazz Festival, Newport, Rhode Island, uh, 1955, July 17th to be exact. And we're going to hear the uh, dulcet tones of the one and only Duke Ellington uh, bring on the Dave Brubeck Quartet. And this was before the famous, you know, Take Five and all this kind of stuff. This was the uh, quintessential Dave Brubeck um, group. And um, their instrumental repertoire was either uh, a few... uh, original compositions, mostly standard tunes that they played and uh, gave their interpretation of. And, of course, uh, later on came the famous Take Five and all the different uh, uh, weird time signatures that um, Brubeck introduced to the world and continued to play. But this is before that. And uh, this is a a quartet that I particularly like. Paul Desmond, of course, on alto saxophone. Dave Brubeck on piano. Bob Bates on bass. And Joe Dodge on drums. I always love Joe Dodge's playing. We're going to hear two tunes from this set. Um, The first one is entitled The Back Bay Blues, dedicated to the area in Boston. And uh, the second tune was uh, um, a tune that the, uh, the band... Uh, like to do Dave Brubeck's arrangement of a famous tune by Hugh Martin and Ralph Blaine called The Trolley Song and uh, Dave Brubeck's arrangement of that tune, which was uh, kind of a hit for the band. So those two tunes, all done at the Newport Jazz Festival, 1955, never before released on an album. We're going to hear it now. Here's the Duke. I have the great pleasure now of bringing on a good friend of mine, Joe Dodge. Joe Dodge. Uh, and now, Joe Bates, bassist. And uh, next young man is a man who has attracted an awful lot of attention, all favorable, as a creator of uh, very fascinating phrases, Paul Desmond. The next gentleman in question is a very dear friend of mine who is not only a great artist in the realm of music, but in his uh, letter writing uh, activities, he has had occasion to be very extravagant about me. 
He comes to us from California. Uh, he's of the Darius Meal School, and of course has, has this very strong modern French influence. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Brubeck.
recorded at the Newport Jazz Festival in uh, July of 1955. That was the Dave Brubeck Quartet, July 17th, 1955, and uh, previously unreleased a couple of tunes that we heard, including the announcement by Duke Ellington, who introduced the bass player as Bill Bates. Actually, there was uh, an older brother of Bob Bates named Bill Bates, and he had a, another brother named Norman Bates, believe it or not, and uh, who also played with Brubeck a little later on. But this is Bob Bates on bass, and um, Joe Dodge on drums, and, of course, Mr. Brubeck on piano, and Mr. Desmond on alto saxophone. We heard two tunes. The first one was the blues, called the Back Bay Blues, and the second tune was a staple of the band, um, kind of a hit for the Brubeck group, and always requested, and it was the trolley song. We're actually going to hear another version of, of the trolley song with words this time, because we're going to play some music by a young lady who's going to be coming to the Chan Center May the 1st. And she is um, one of the most unique young singers uh, in contemporary jazz music. And she has really uh, scored. Um, she has won uh, various popularity polls. And uh, a lot of people are talking about Cecile McLaurin Solvent. She is an incredible singer, and uh, this wonderful album uh, called For One to Love is um, one of her finest documents, and it features um, Cecile with Aaron Diel on piano, Paul Sikavi on acoustic bass, and Lawrence Leathers on drums. Cecile McLaurin Salvant. She is absolutely an incredible singer, and she will be appearing at the uh, Chan Center on May the 1st. And uh, you might want to Google that. I don't have all the complete details yet, but you might go on the Chan Center's website, and um, you'll you'll uh, likely see it um, up there. And uh, she is an incredible performer. We're going to hear a tune that she wrote called Fog, then we're going to hear um, a tune following that called Look at Me. Both of these are her own compositions. And we're going to end uh, the set with her version of the tune that we just heard, the trolley song. But this time, she's going to sing it. So um, you'll hear the words to it as well. It's a, great, it's a great old tune written by Hugh Martin and Ralph Blaine. So we begin with Cecile McLaurin Salvant's tune, Fog. Just like 
What's the matter? Tears on my pillow. Why would I be surprised? He tells me pretty lies. I tried to find a man who's just like you. Heartaches like these are trite and true. He's just like you. Subterfuge, what rules to hold him and keep him beseeching. But why try to catch a fog disappearing?
Why don't you look at me the way you look at all the other girls you see? I'm your friend. I guess I'll always be. But I'm in love with you endlessly. All the time, all of the time I've lost trying to make you come to me. Just a clown for you when you're blue. Blue as the nights I wished we'd spent together. What a lovely time together. Blue as that glimpse of light. When I almost think you. Spend my lonely life To lose a jolly hour on the trolley and lost my heart instead. With his light brown derby and his bright green tie, he was quite the handsomest of men. I started to eat. 
voice of Cecile McLaurin Salvant, and it's from the album, her latest album called For One to Love, and as I mentioned before, she'll be at the Chan Center May the 1st. She'll be performing with her group and uh, doing many of these uh, incredible songs. She has an incredible range and a uh, very unique approach to, uh, to music. We heard um, two of her original compositions. Incidentally, she was accompanied by Aaron D.L. on piano, Paul Sikovy on bass, and Lawrence Leathers on drums. And um, the first tune was hers, called Fog. The second tune was the Unrequited Love Ballad, Look at Me. And the final tune was her unique arrangement of uh, the old standard tune, The Trolley Song. So there you go, Cecile McLaurin Salvant. And uh, she's talk of the jazz world these days and a brand new singer on the scene and with a very, very refreshing approach to music. Maynard Ferguson, that's right, he was born in Montreal, went to Montreal High, and... Um, amazing trumpet player, and of course went on to become a, a world-famous band leader. Uh, he left Montreal and uh, joined the Stan Kenton Orchestra, and he became a big star in that band in the 50s. And of course, uh, Mr. Ferguson was, uh, talk about a powerhouse trumpet player. 
and then he went on to lead his uh, own um, big band over the years and had various degrees of success, made some very uh, commercial recordings, and also made some great jazz recordings as well. And this is a great jazz recording, and it's called uh, the Big Bop Nouveau. And the band consists of a whole bunch of uh, then young musicians. And uh, it, it's quite an amazing band. Uh, their uh, accomplishment is uh, very evident on this. A lot of names you won't uh, recognize. But I will mention um, the first tune was composed and arranged by the redoubtable Jimmy Jufrey. And it features Mr. Ferguson, Maynard, on trumpet. And someone who you might know uh, made a number of records under his own name. He um, uh, retired many years ago. He, he's not very public these days, but he's still active, and he's teaching. His name is Christopher Holliday, and uh, he's a great alto saxophonist. And uh, he lives in San Diego and, uh, and, and teaches uh, university there in that city. Um, Glenn Coster on baritone saxophone. And uh, Boomer Bevan, Tom Bevan on guitar, uh, the soloist on this first tune, and it's called simply The Birdland. And the second tune we're going to hear is a feature for the incredible Christopher Holliday on alto saxophone. And uh, this is an arrangement by Micah Beanie of a great tune by Ray Noble called Cherokee. And um, the alto saxophone work on there is quite amazing. Then we're going to take things to a medley, uh, the band. And uh, he's going to play, uh, the band is going to play uh, Herbie Hancock's Chameleon. And uh, also um, MacArthur Park, written by Jimmy Webb. And um, a few other uh, tunes in this medley of music. So we hope you enjoy the Maynard Ferguson Big Band. Big Band Nouveau. And we begin with the or the Birdland.
Yes, we heard a whole bunch of selections by Big Bop Nouveau. And that's a band led by the great Canadian trumpeter, Maynard Ferguson. And uh, we heard some great tunes, beginning with a Jimmy Jufri composition on the blues called Blue Birdland, featuring Maynard soloing on the trumpet, uh, Christopher Holliday on alto saxophone, Glenn Coster on baritone, and uh, Tom Boomer Bevan on guitar. Then we heard a feature for uh, Christopher Holliday, a fabulous uh, arrangement of, uh, by Micah Beanie of Ray Noble's famous tune, Cherokee. And uh, Christopher Holliday pulling out all the stops on the alto saxophone. This was done a few years ago, and he wasn't even 20 then. Um, an amazing musician. He's currently located in... Um, he did a bunch of records under his own name, and he was kind of part of the whole uh, resurgence of um, acoustic jazz that happened uh, in the early 80s, uh, really brought forth by Wynton Marcellus and company, although he wasn't associated with Wynton. But uh, he made a bunch of records and, and that sort of thing. It seemed to just drop off the scene, but he didn't. Uh, he just he left New York City which uh, essentially means you're going to drop off the scene, and um, moved to San Diego with his wife and uh, uh, continued to play um, in San Diego and uh, ended up teaching university there. And uh, he's part of the uh, music program, Uh, and he's a teacher, Christopher Holliday. Great player, though, let me tell you. And the final uh, selection of tunes... Uh, were the Maynard Ferguson hit medley. And that was recorded live, and uh, various arrangers. uh, We heard a whole bunch of tunes, a medley. Um, Chameleon by Herbie Hancock opened, and then we moved to MacArthur Park by Jimmy Webb, and then a Slide Hampton tune called Frame for the Blues, and then, of course, a virtuoso performance um, by Maynard on trumpet of... Um, Leonard Bernstein's Maria from West Side Story, and then finally Joe Zavano's famous tune, Birdland, and uh, all kinds of soloists on that um, piece of music, and of course a lot of Maynard Ferguson. So there you go. Um, This is um, uh, the late, great Maynard Ferguson and his band Big Bop Nouveau. We're going to move now to a Small group, recorded for Jazzland Records. And this was a band uh, without, um, there is a trumpeter on here. His name is Kenny Dorham, and he plays just beautifully on here. But this um, band uh, played at the original cellar in Vancouver in about 1960, in 1960, as a matter of fact. And uh, the people involved were my old friend Amos Trice, the late Amos Trice on piano. Clarence Jones is on bass. Joe Peters is on drums. And, of course, the great Harold Land on tenor saxophone. And because this was uh, recorded, um, he took that quartet directly from Vancouver to New York City, played um, a bunch of engagements there, and made this recording called Harold Land in New York, and um, he added one of his favorite musicians, trumpeter, the great 
underrated trumpeter Kenny Dorham, who plays just beautifully on this uh, piece. This is an extended uh, blues. It's a minor key blues, and it's dedicated to the great record producer of Riverside Records and Jazzland Records and all the subsidiaries. I'm talking about Oren Keepnews, and it's called the OK Blues and dedicated to uh, Oren. So here then is uh, Harold Land, Kenny Dorham, and company.
Yeah, the OK Blues, written uh, dedication to uh, the producer of that record, the late legendary Oren Keepnews. And that was an ensemble led by tenor saxophonist extraordinaire Harold Land. That was his composition as well, a minor key blues. And um, as I mentioned before, Harold, uh, along with Amos Trice, an old dear friend of mine on piano, Clarence Jones on bass, and Joe Peters on drums. That quartet played uh, for a week at the original cellar in 1960, and then Harold took that band to New York City uh, for some gigs and added the great Kenny Dorham, the uncrowned king on trumpet, to the group. And then they went into a recording studio and recorded this album called Harold Land in New York. So that's what this piece was from. And, of course, Kenny Dorham just sounding so wonderful on trumpet, too. Um, The tempo and uh, the minor key really suited uh, Kenny Dorham's concept. And everyone got into that tune. The OK Blues. And that uh, is OK because that's going to wrap up our show this evening. And uh, we're going to be back next week with a very interesting jazz feature. Um, our penultimate jazz feature of um, more obscure artists, and this time a guitarist. He's considered one of the finest and uh, made a lot of recordings, but somehow um, never really um, achieved a big name except among guitar players. And I'm talking about Chuck Wayne. So we're going to hear a very, very fine recording called Tapestry by guitarist Chuck Wayne. It's a a beautiful date and uh, lots of interesting tunes on it. And, of course, you'll hear the virtuosity of Chuck Wayne. So that's going to be our jazz feature next week. And uh, we shall return in seven days' time. So on behalf of uh, CITR 101.9 on your dial, FM, and... On your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and uh, we'll see you in seven days' time. Same time, same station. Thanks very much for listening. We really appreciate you. Take care. Bye-bye.
This is Sir Reginald Wainsmere, composer of the film Too Many Tuesdays. You can hear my music and much more on Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7th on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Hello, everybody. You are listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR. Catch Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7th. Hello, everybody. You are listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR.